All right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. It's Glenn Rockney. Uh, this is a winning podcast, uh, right? So the Rock Vegas podcast is four and three. So I'm pretty excited to be back over 500. Just kidding. The Raiders are over 500. They're four and three with a 16 to six win at Cleveland in the storm. Whatever the hell that what would they say? Grapple? Whatever the hell that was. Never heard of it from California. The hell is that? It's like this weird sleet snow thing. They did a huge breakdown on it. They won. They won in the cold weather. Derek Carr won in the cold weather. Um, wasn't pretty. I, I didn't think there was a chance for this game to be pretty. One, it's the Raiders against the Browns. I don't really need to get into the history of those two organizations, at least this millennium. But uh, the Raiders found a way to win. They beat a 5-2 and two Cleveland team. They uh, Defensively, they played okay. I mean, I, I definitely think that the weather helped out. But this was a huge win for the Raiders. Huge win. Um, because if they lose this game, they're three and four with two division games coming up. And, and it kind of would have felt like one of those losses that, that turns the season, right? And I'm not saying this win makes them a playoff team, even though I expect them to be. But there, this was something that, that had to happen. They had to beat this team. They're better than this team, especially given Cleveland's injuries, right? With Odell, Chubb, those guys out, they are better than that team. And it didn't start out great, right? It, it didn't start out great. Um, I thought the Raiders at first, right, uh, the first couple drives, I, I felt like they, were, they didn't quite understand what the weather was really like. I thought they were waiting for plays to develop too long. I thought they were letting Miles Garrett get home early just by taking those, you know, long drop backs trying to hit Henry Ruggs deep. And I'm sorry, there just weren't deep balls thrown. You know what I mean? There was the one to Landry on Lawson um, a couple times, but it was tough to complete a deep pass in this game. So when the Raiders decided after a while to, to really get back to their roots as a short passing game, you know, and that, that happened towards the end of the second quarter and um, into the third quarter as well, I really thought that the Raiders' offense looked kind of like like it should, right? Complete the short passes, let the guys run after the catch, get the first downs, be great on third down, and run the football. Raiders had 200 yards rushing today, over 200 yards rushing. Josh Jacobs is back. He's back. I thought this would be a game he'd get right in. I thought this was going to be a good get-right game for him. And he was great. So was Devontae Booker. Before I get to Jacobs, shout out Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker kind of seems like that guy. Um, it's almost like in, in the NBA when the starters are struggling and the bench unit comes in and the bench unit starts lighting it up. Maybe the backup point guard, Sean Livingston for the Warriors would be, would be uh, someone for me that it reminds me of. Like comes in, gets a couple buckets, gets the team amped up. And then the starters go, why can't we do that? Right? I thought Chris Spielman was fantastic when he said, Josh Jacobs looks like when he came back in, it looked like he was mad about Devontae Booker getting his carries. And look, I think I think Josh Jacobs was hurt. He 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 said that he was not really hurt. Besides, after that hip injury, he said he felt felt fine, but he wasn't running that way. And I will say, Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson specifically weren't having their best run blocking games these last couple of games. So it's it's a team effort there. But today, I thought they were fantastic, Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson in the run game. And I thought Josh Jacobs really was was agile. He was cutting in ways we hadn't really seen this year yet. Uh, maybe in the Carolina game, but he was cutting. He was he was taking guys for rides, right? He was guys were jumping on his back. He'd he'd go for another five six yards. It was awesome. 
It was awesome. So when the Raiders got back to that short passing game, right, just just uh, converting on third down, they've been fantastic on third round, third down this year. And they were good in the red zone. I, you know, they had one failed failed drive, um, a couple, right, that didn't result in touchdowns. But I thought they were I thought they were good given the circumstances, right? Definitely better than Cleveland, better than their opponent. I thought Carr was really good with his legs. I thought I thought he uh, he definitely was able to break the pocket when 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 coverage was 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 holding up and wanted to extend the play a little bit, just get a few yards. I thought that was great too. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, this was a great win. This is what I needed to see. And I thought it was interesting because I, I just it feels like a different win, doesn't it? Like it feels like one of those wins where you're like, I'm not used to the Raiders winning a 16 to six game. I tweeted at Josh Dubow. Like I was like, hey, when's the last time the Raiders won this like low scoring of a game? And he was talking about the Khalil Mack five sack game. I don't want to bring that guy's name up again. I know it's a soft spot, especially lately. But that was a long time ago. One of my favorite games ever, by the way. It was just so awesome. Just him just, like, pouncing. It looked like planet Earth when he was pouncing on Brock, Brock Osweiler that game. Like, it was nuts. Like, slow motion. It was so cool. But today, today I, I, thought, I thought the Raiders played a really solid game. They didn't turn the ball over. They won the turnover battle. Forced a turnover. Nick Kwiatkowski, early in the game. Browns had a drive going. And he, got the, he got the tight end to cough up a, cough up a fumble. That, that was another game changer. And, and you know, the, the coverage was pretty good. I thought Nevin, they were picking on Nevin Lawson a little bit. But I thought the coverage held up. Littleton uh, got lucky when, when David Njoku kind of dropped the ball and, and on thir- on a, it was a big third down. Um, and, and Littleton's still giving up pretty big, you know, yards and separation. It, it's, it's not great. But Nick Kwiatkowski's been good. The defensive line didn't get a lot of pressure, but I thought they stayed disciplined and did a good job keeping Baker inside the pocket. So that was nice to see. Um, Jonathan Abram made a couple really big plays, uh, especially in the run game and in the pass game. Um, I, I thought he was really, really, really good in that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was just nice to see the, the Raiders took control in the second half. Getting back to what I was saying earlier, I thought John Gruden early in the game, it was like, man, what's going on, dude? Like, it's storming out there. Legit storm. And you're trying to get this deep, these deep shots to rugs. I, I saw a million different comments. Car missed rugs. Sure, right? But I, I'm not calling those. I'm not taking that, a lot of those shots if the ball is going to travel like that. I don't think he missed them that bad. I'm sorry. I don't think Derek Carr is that bad, that inaccurate of a quarterback. He's a very accurate quarterback. And I don't think he's going to miss rugs by that much, right? But – once the Raiders got back to their identity, and I was talking about it on the last episode, if you're listening, um, one of the things I, I saw was them getting back to that short pass game, running the ball, controlling the clock. Cleveland's, Cleveland didn't touch the ball nearly as much as the Raiders. Raiders dominated time of, possession, time of possession. Now, time of possession only means something if you don't allow the other team to score fast, right? Like, you could win the time of possession against an explosive offense, but the explosive offense scores in two minutes, you know, each drive and you're kicking field goals on your long drives, right? Time of possession only matters if you're stopping the other team from scoring, which they did. Browns didn't have a touchdown. Got one called back. It was close, right? But, hey, it's fine. The Raiders got one called back. I'll get, I'll get to the one the Raiders got called back in a second. 
But all in all, like, look, the, the Raiders went against the best, maybe the best edge rusher, pure pass rusher in the NFL, might be Miles Garrett. They did a nice job. Garrett got home early. I, I remember I thought it was going to be a sack fumble. I, I saw it. I was like, oh, no, almost in slow motion. He got around Colton Miller, which, hey, that's going to happen, right? That's going to happen. Carr stepped up a little bit, almost threw a pick. That was the weirdest part of the game where, where Carr was like, it was like, whew, you just breathe a sigh of relief, like, all right, get off the field. I think that was when Carlson missed the field goal after it. We were kind of just like, all right, whatever. Zero, zero game still. Colton Miller shut down Miles Garrett for the rest of the game. Garrett was injured, so that, that is what it is. And the Raiders got back to the short passing game, which can negate these great pass rushers. Garrett didn't have a chance to get home, right? And if he did, Derek Carr was breaking the pocket. So early in the game, I'm shouting at Gruden. I'm like, I saw it on Twitter. I, I, I put it on Twitter. I'm going, hey, get number four outside. The bootleg is there. The Browns are crashing on the run game every single time. Get him outside. Get him on the run. He's making plays on the run. And later in the, in the, in the second quarter, third quarter, even the fourth quarter, I, I saw them get back to where, they, where I want them to be, where I want them to be as an offense. Look, next week when you're playing at L.A., take that shot to Ruggs if it's there. Work down the field. I'm fine with it. But you know what? The Raiders' offensive identity, they're very versatile. They can hit the deep shots. But I still think just that that kind of when everything, nothing else is working, you have that short pass game. Renfro was great today. And, uh, and, and look, Waller dropped one early, right? He dropped one early, and that might have been a touchdown. I'd have to see the all-22 of it. It didn't look like there was a lot in front of him when he dropped that, when he dropped the ball. It's concentration drop, and, and look, everybody was dropping passes today. Nobody was catching anything cleanly, so I can't hang that on Waller, and it's not like some lingering thing that happens with him. It was just a drop. But I like those plays. Those plays are there, and I, Waller's going to make that play, you know, 99 out of 100 times and, and take it the distance. So, yeah, it, it's, it, it's nice to see the Raiders win a low-scoring game, right? And put it away late, right? Um, put it away late. Once they got up by 10, Carlson kicks that last field goal. I was like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They got – Carlson nails it down. It's a 10-point game. Play some defense. And, and even if you do give up a touchdown, I, I bet on the fact that the Raiders are going to be able to handle business, especially the way they were running the ball. It definitely feels like, in a way, right, you score 16 points, but it felt like the offense was – was more than just one dimensional. I thought they had really become a passing offense these last couple of days, which you don't want to do that for John Gruden. I'll tell you, I'll tell you like to you like this. John Gruden was probably rock hard, man, like rock hard being able to just run when everybody knew they were going to run and still pick up six, seven yards. That is like peak Gruden. You know what I mean? When, when the offense is working, when everything looks like it's, it's going the way it should. And yeah, like it, I, I still can't say enough about Devontae Booker. I think he was a spark in this game in the run game because it didn't even look amazing early, right? The run game, but Devontae Booker coming in, and and it's funny because some people I saw some people tweet and it was premature, right? Because Jacobs was struggling early and Booker came in having some success and Booker having the long run against Kansas City. Some people were like, "Man, Booker just might be fitting this offense a little better than than Jacobs." I don't think that's true. I think Josh Jacobs is still one of the best pure runners in the NFL. Devontae Booker's got that breakaway speed. And I expect later this year, 
in, in future games, I could see Devontae Booker really like breaking out like a 70 yard touchdown run. And, it, and if there's one thing I could say about Josh Jacobs is his breakaway speed, probably his, you know, weakest quality is the breakaway speed. I think Josh Jacobs is amazing about uh, at pulling seven yards out of his ass, man. Just, boom, you know what I mean? Nothing's there. I get seven yards, uh, three of them after contact. But Devontae Booker is showing – I'll eat my words, man. I, I, I was critical. I was like, is th- this is your, your run game. Josh Jacobs goes down. I'm like, Devontae Booker and Jalen Richard is the run game in a Gruden offense? I don't feel so scared anymore if Jacobs goes down. I'll tell you that much. Booker's shown he can, he can play. Maybe Booker can't handle 20 a game. You know what I mean? You'd have to bring somebody in off the streets to at least be the third guy. But, man – he was incredible today. One downside I, I thought was uh, I thought Henry Ruggs had a rough day today. And, and I don't want to shit on the guy. And I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Still, what he does for this offense is I think he opens up the underneath routes for everybody. I think he opens it up for Renfro. I think he's Waller's best friend. I, I think what he does when the ball's not in his hands, Cleveland was playing way off of him. But then when the Raiders decide to throw a screen to him, it looked like he was trying to shake somebody that wasn't there i want to see him catch that ball be aware of his surroundings and go in the short game and i see why they haven't been running him on screens because it just seems like that's the the awareness needs to think and that's just being a rookie that's fine and and then look he's toe tapping you know the toe tap right i remember amari cooper's rookie year right i hate to bring this guy up too but amari cooper's rookie year I felt like his sideline awareness was like horrible. He would just boom, boom, like, like, like he was wiping his feet on a welcome mat outside, just clonk, clonk, like hitting this one toe on the sideline. You're like, dude, drag your feet. And look, rugs, you do the, the super magnifying glass close up, zoom in on your phone, like that a million times where it's all blurry and you see the slice of green or slice. Remember the slice of blue game in 2016 slice of green rugs probably got in, but you should not leave that up to the ref's decision. Right. Look at guys like Devonte Adams, uh, Stefan Diggs, guys like that. They have Thielen, guys like that. They have those, that sideline toe tap awareness. Ruggs has to develop that because that was a great, uh, a great thrown ball. And the game could have been put away a lot earlier if that was a touchdown. So I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, shit on Henry Ruggs, especially in a win. That's a lesson you can learn in a win, which I really like. And I'm almost glad. Um, now I started him in fantasy, so I'm not glad, but I'm also, I'm, I'm kind of glad that didn't count because I think it had that counted. I'm not sure he fixes that problem um, right away, at least. You know, maybe coaches still point it out and stuff. But I think having that touchdown taken away from you, even though, yes, the refs probably should have overturned that call, I think they stick with the call on the field um, in that case. Had they called it a touchdown, boom, we're good. You know what I mean? I don't think they overturn it. Nonetheless, I think that might have mo- might motivate Ruggs, who I, he absolutely could um, really figure out that sideline, you know, acrobatic stuff because he's definitely a freakish athlete. And I don't see that being a problem. Good news is he's, he finds ways to get wide open, which is awesome. That's just one criticism that I have. Now let's talk about John Gruden. John Gruden, I thought, um, I thought he did a really nice job today. Like I said, he abandoned the short game early, but he picked it up late. I thought the drive in the third quarter, I, I want to say it was their first drive in the third quarter, right? Because, yeah, Cleveland got the ball. I thought the drive in the third quarter – where they really milked the clock, picked up a bunch of third downs, and then get the touchdown. 
to Renfro. I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was a great drive. Um, that was just like, that's the Gruden offense working on all cylinders. It works in this type of weather. That's the offense you run in this type of weather. This is how you win games in the cold. Not trying to force things, right? And now you have a better personnel to do that. I also, um, and I, I, I've been so critical, so I do feel like I have to clarify it. The field goal late in the game after the three stuffed runs on third down. Now, on one of those attempts, I'd like to see a play action, Waller in the flat, Moreau in the flat, Witten in the flat, I don't care tight end insert tight end here in the flat I would have liked to see that but I understand running three times with your bell cow running back who's great at the goal line I understand that but I respect going for three there I respect taking the points your defense has been stopping them you know had been stopping them the weather's not good Cleveland was going to the wrong side of the field if you want to throw a deep pass that was not working all game you saw it with rugs early and I thought that Gruden did a good job taking the three there, being up 10. I'm always down to make it a two-score game, right? Against Tampa when it was 24-20, I'm like, or I'm sorry, 17, like go for the tie, right? Instead of taking the three, making a one-score game, a one-score game, you still need a touchdown either way. I didn't like that. But mathematically, I like being up 10. Being up 10 is good, especially in that, in that circumstance. So I thought it was a good job. I thought his, his late game management was great. I thought the when I thought leaning on the run game that was doing really, really good in the fourth quarter. There's nothing better when you can just run the clock out, man. I, th- I think Gruden likes that more than anything. I love it too. Just being physical with a defense that's probably tired of getting beat around. And how about the read option with Derek Carr? I mean, look, he fumbled at the end, and that could have been catastrophic. But I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, he, he's moving. Derek Carr's on the move a lot. That's what he was doing in 2016, extending the plays. I think he's doing it more right now, and I think he's playing better than he was in 2016. I just think he doesn't have to play as much hero, hero ball right now. I think, I think he had to do a lot more in that 2016 year. So it's a good time to segue. Derek Carr's performance today. Um, 16 points, right? You're like, oh, man, Raiders only scored 16. The Raiders have never held a team to less than 10 points since Derek Carr has been the quarterback here. And I know that's an unrealistic expectation from the defense, but you'd figured it happened one time in seven years. So this is like foreign territory, man. This is foreign territory for him. But I thought he did a really nice job today. He should have had a couple touchdowns. He only had one, but he should have had a couple. The Ruggs one, and I'd even argue that, that, the, uh, that he could have had one on, those, on the one they settled for the field goal late after running Jacobs three times. I thought the passing one was there, or even a rushing one with Carr. And uh, I thought that there was a lot there, you know, I mean, that he could that he could have had that was out of his control. I thought he could have had two or three touchdowns in this game. And it wasn't for anything he did. Now, look, there was one huge miss at the at the, you know, huge as far as at the time they needed it. But Foster Moreau was wide open. Derek Carr just flat out missed him. Uh, almost threw a pick, which might have been a pick six to Ronnie Harrison. So he had a couple tough throws, but this was a tough game. He outplayed Baker Mayfield. He played better than the Browns defense. And I think it's time to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt, right? I'm there. Give him the benefit of the doubt. He might fold later. He might fold later in the season. I'm not saying that's out of the question. But give him the benefit of the doubt now because I think he's playing really well. I think there's a lot of teams that are watching, not teams, but fan bases of other teams that are watching Derek Carr and the Raiders going like, hey, man, like, it's pretty good. You know, I mean, this is pretty good. 
So I thought, I thought Derek did a really nice job. Um, there was a play, um, and I must have been in the third quarter, or either that or late in the second, where he steps up in the pocket, kind of throws off his, off his back foot um, on the run a little bit, or throws off his front foot, sorry, on the run, hits Witten right over the middle. It was all, like there were a lot of guys in the middle, throws it over Foster Moreau to Witten. He made some big-time throws in this game. The throw to Renfro for the touchdown, I thought that that throw was a lot better than fans could really anticipate, right? That throw had to be right there. You had the linebacker coming over trying to make a play. You throw it underneath. Renfro's great, even though he almost, you know, that that play had to be reviewed and it was controversial. But um, that's a great play to Renfro in the red zone for his only touchdown of the game. Uh, I thought he he was good, and I thought he's played well all year. I thought the Bills game and the Pats game might have been some lulls for him, but even then I didn't think he was terrible. He hasn't had that stinker yet. You know, and maybe that's coming, but I, I don't think so. Not in these next couple games. So, you know what? It's okay, man. You don't, you don't have to win the Derek Carr argument. Just be happy he's playing well. You don't have to go back and forth with the guy who remembers what you said five years ago. You said he wasn't good five years ago, so you said he wasn't. And it's like, no, that's fine. I said he, I said he sucked last year. He's playing well. He's playing well, and the Raiders are winning. They're 4-3. and three. They're a winning football team after seven games, eight weeks. I'm going to have Marcus Johnson on this week from Tape Don't Lie. And he was the one that really flipped me on Derek Carr, where I, I kind of was like, you know, he, he used empirical evidence. He's like, look, dude, like this guy, he's not elite, but you can win with him. And if you can't win with him, that says more about your franchise than it does him, you know? Like I said, you get to the playoffs, then you see what happens, right? But they haven't, he hasn't played a playoff game in his career. So for right now, I'm, I'm fine with four back there, man. I'm fine with four. Some of you guys were touting Marcus Mariota. He's inactive, a healthy scratch today. It's okay, man. Take the L on that. Be happy you took the L. I'm happy. I was very critical. You can go back to some of my older episodes, man. I didn't have a lot of listeners back then. I, I mean, I still don't, but, you know, I didn't have a lot of listeners back then, but I was very critical all summer of him, very skeptical of how he was going to be. But I thought he played really well today, given the conditions. And let's not pretend like no, every, I, I was seeing it. I was seeing it all day. Oh, man, he's going to choke in the cold today. He's going to choke. He played well. He played well. We all know what he looks like in the cold. You know what I mean? In the other games. It wasn't like this, even though it was only 16 points. They did well. So yeah, I, I I just I'm really I'm really happy with the way this this uh, this Raider team is right now. I'm fine with four and three. Even last week, man. Like I said, that was a bad loss last week. But you're three and three after a tough six game stretch. You had some weird injuries, right? And I'm gonna get to the weirdest one out of all. You had some weird injuries. The offensive lines never really played fully together, and this offensive line is is brutal when they do. They're they're as physical as anybody in the game. Maybe not the fastest offensive line in the world, but they are the strongest offensive line in the league when they're healthy. When Richie Incognito gets back, I expect this, this offensive line to dominate. He's the key to the run game. I think they're working around his absence right now. Brian Edwards, if you look at his PFF grades in running, in his run blocking, the guy is like an, a tight end on the outside. He's like laying people out and stuff. So this run game, I expect to come back. So, you know, that's just one thing I one thing I, I was disappointed about. And um, I want to get to it because 
the report came out about an hour ago for me and Rappaport, NFL Network, uh, that Trent Brown, right? Trent Brown was inactive, and it was, like, really close to game time. And everybody was like, fucking Trent, dude. Oh, my God. Trent's out. Oh, dude, like, what a bitch, dude. Did he pull himself out of this game? Oh, my God, this guy doesn't want to be a Raider. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, let's just wait, dude. This is weird, man. You don't see guys get inactive like that close to game time when they were expected to play all week. He was back at practice. I'm like, nah, something's not right. Now I'm thinking maybe it was lingering COVID symptoms. You never know. Right. But, but even in, even then I was like, that, those should have came up during practice. So it comes out from Ian Rappaport that Trent Brown got an IV, right? It was like a, the, some air got in and I'm not a medical expert, but I've talked to a couple people that work in the nursing field and stuff like that. I, I, I talked to people and they were saying like, yeah, no, that's all bad. It's a mistake. It's a mistake that anybody could make. And they always figure it at their job. But when air gets in, you have heart failure issues that could happen, stroke or uh, like a stroke, anything like that. Now, Trent Brown is not old, so that technically happens with older patients. But he had to be wheeled out of the locker room. He's a big dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. And the team kind of rallied around that and was like, yo, like, this is this is crazy. So when I heard people's quotes, like, hey, let's win this for Trent, he had to be taken out in a wheelchair. And I'm like, man, why is everyone hating? People like there's some people saying like, oh, man. What can we get for Trent at the trade deadline? It's like, dude, how about is he okay? Right? It sucks when he's injured. I get it. We want him out there. He's making a lot of money. But to say that, like, he look, he had a calf injury against Carolina. Calf injuries suck, man. If you can't get into your pass sets, right, when you're in pass protection, then what are you? You know? I get wanting him out there. I get when, you know, maybe he is a little, like, kind of moody and standoffish, but but come on, man. Like, we trying to scare him away, dude? You know, like, like let's just make sure he's okay. And wait for the facts. Everyone's like, well, we didn't know. We, we didn't know if he was okay. All right, well, you know what? Wait till you know. Wait for the report to come out. It's okay to not be a reactionary when this happens. Because now people look dumb, Right? Now people look dumb. And some people are like, well, he better be out, that ne- be out there next week. I don't know, man. What, like, that would seem like a pretty severe thing that happened. And sometimes guys miss full seasons. doesn't matter the contract they signed. Ronnie Stanley, I don't know what his injury was, but he went down, and it looked bad. And he just signed a $122 million contract. Now, I hope, you know, maybe some Raider, Raven fans are mad about that, but are they calling him a bitch, soft? I don't think so. I've talked about Trent Brown ad nauseum on this podcast, but it, I, I just think it's kind of ridiculous when, when people can't just wait for like an official report. Okay, NFL Network has been first on a lot of the Raider reports, if you notice, amongst all the beat writers. They've been first. I think a lot of that comes from Mike Mayock coming from NFL Network, trusting guys like Ian Rappaport, John Gruden coming from ESPN, trusting some ESPN reporters. I, I, that's where I think that comes from. So don't blame the athletic beat re- re- reporters for that coming out. Just wait for the facts to come out. The Raiders won the game. I saw like doomsday scenarios when Trent Brown was inactive. It's like, look, man, they've won without him at times. They found a way. I got to give a shout out to Brandon Parker. Look, he didn't look, he didn't play like a, you know, like a, like a corpse out there. You know what I mean? He, he, he did it. He did what he had to do. Look, the, I think the game, I think the short passing game might've come back because Brandon Parker was out there. You had to get rid of the ball a little quicker, but you know what? He came in and he did a nice job. I'm still not a huge Brandon Parker fan. I don't know if I ever will be, but 
hey, that's a good one. That's put that in the good pile of Brandon Parker things. I think that's the first thing I've added to the good Brandon Parker pile. But um, nonetheless, man, the Trent Brown thing, I, I just can't wait till he's out there because I'm tired of it. I've been tired of it. I make jokes like, yeah, I'm, I'm part of Trent Brown's clutch sports team where I, I get a check like Kendrick Perkins to go say good things about him. Like, no, I don't. I just, it's like, he's a top three right, right tackle in the game, in my opinion. And to say that the Raiders should try to trade him or, or things like that, he had a calf injury. He got COVID. And look, I understand people are mad. He took the contact tracer off, but that's over now. And he had this, it's, it's really bad luck, dude. I can't blame that. Everybody was laughing, making jokes about the charger trainer who punctured the guy's lung. You know, do we not have jokes for this now? No, we don't. Okay, cool. How about we just realize that one, maybe somebody made a mistake. None of us are in the medical field. Maybe some of us are, but none of us are in the medical field. And just relax, man. You do not have to have an instant reaction to everything. So anywho, let's get back to the positive stuff. The Raiders won. 16 to 6 at Cleveland. I loved it. I love it. A good low scoring game. Raiders winning a low scoring game. This could have been like the Jacksonville game, right? Last year, or the Denver game last year, where you let that team, where you outplay the team all game and then they have one last drive that kills you. They didn't do that. They beat a five and two team. Look, Cleveland's five and two. They probably are more of a 500 team given their injuries, but they beat them. It's a road win in the rain. So they did a nice job. They did a nice job today. I'm looking forward to these next two division matchups. Chargers, Broncos. Should have seen the gateway that game ended today. That was nuts. I waited to do this podcast so I could watch the end of that game. Chargers lost in Charger fashion. I won't make jokes yet because the Raiders play them next week. And, and Justin Herberts looks like he's going to be a problem. Um, he looks like he's going to be a problem. L- looks like he's got I, – I, I, I might have to apologize for now. Uh, uh, last time I had Marcus Johnson on here, I, call, I called him Jake Locker 2.0. Uh, he doesn't look like that. He, he looks like he can play some ball. But, man, you win both of those divi- division games, move to 6-3, and three, you're in the driver's seat. 3-0 and oh in the division. A lot of winnable games coming up. A lot of indoor games coming up. Not really going to have that many more cold weather games. Man, I'm telling you, this Raider team, next few games really can – you can kind of like – the AFC is competitive, so you can't nail down a playoff spot there. But I, I'm 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 very encouraged. If the Raiders lost today, I had to started thinking about drafting next year, honestly, because three and four is so much different optically than than five, or I'm sorry, four and three. It's so much different, even though it's just a one game swing. It's so much different. So yeah, let's enjoy this win. I'm gonna have Marcus Johnson on later in the week. Uh, we're gonna do kind of like a mid-season check-in talk about some who's disappointed who hasn't you know what i mean um what changes can be made schematically or or just with the players they have um one thing i will say right now is i would love to see the raiders find a way to at least add some kind of pass rush because the pass rush still wasn't there today and i'd like to see the raiders kind of go after you know even if it's an aging rush or somebody bring on on third downs we don't know about david irving david irving's still out of shape like i said that might have been an issue when they signed him, I said, hey, maybe he's not in shape right now. I can't imagine that a guy who, look, I, if I smoke too much weed, I'm out of shape, you know, because all the eating I do. You know what I mean? I, I, could, I could gain a couple pounds in a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? So David Irving took a couple years off of that to start a weed magazine. So, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. But if he's able to come in and add just a little bit to the pass rush, 
because this offensive, this defensive line's done a decent job against the run these last couple of days, even against Kareem Hunt today. Kareem Hunt had a couple of nice runs, but I thought they did a pretty nice job otherwise. So maybe go out there and get a pass rusher, trade for a safety, go all in. I want the Raiders to go all in. Why not? It's year three under Gruden. You've shown you have some good building blocks. Go get those little like fillers, right? It's when you put a bunch of bricks and you want to put the, you know what I mean? The stuff, the mortar, right? And the stuff in between, you want that, 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 that sealant, you know, fill in the cracks, like, like get some, get somebody that's going to add a spark to this pass rush. I don't know who it is. I can't tell you. I know who it is. I was looking on the last episode of guys they could go after who are having good seasons this year. It's not a lot. There's names, but not guys that are having good seasons. But I want to see them make a move. It, it maybe strengthen the secondary, just something, something to show the fans that you're all in something to show the team that you're all in. Let's let's, it's going to roll. I want the Raiders to go on a roll here. So as always, you could follow me on Twitter. I'm at Glenn Rockney. This is the Rock Vegas podcast. I have another podcast called the Rare Candy Podcast. It's election week. We're doing two episodes there. Um, follow that podcast at Rare Candy Pod One. And uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's the Rare Candy YouTube channel. Um, I post a link everywhere. Um, but, but follow the Twitter account, Rare Candy Pod One. Um, to get that uh, access to all the links there. Um, and uh, I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate all the mailbag questions I got last week. Um, and Raider Nation, let's enjoy this win. Celebrate it, right? Don't do it like uh, uh, I got to call out my guy, uh, Fat Malin, Fattest Malin. Um, don't chug a White Claw, man. Come on, dude. The wedding is over, bro. You don't need to be skinny no more, man. Drink, chug some beers, bro. Chug some beer. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. Uh, I had I had to laugh at that video, man. I'm anti White Claw. What can I say? But uh, nonetheless, that's it for me this week. Hope everybody has a safe week and uh, get ready for the Chargers next week. I'll have Marcus Johnson on later this week and uh, have a good one.